It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the second away trip to Munster this year, this time in the Rainbow Cup. And on the Zoom call today, we've got Niall Packishiel. Hiya, Niall. How you doing, Alan? How are things? And William Davis. Good evening, lads, or good afternoon, even. Yes, yes, we're doing, we normally do in the evening, but we're, we're doing it slightly earlier today because we want to get this podcast out earlier this week because we're playing on Friday night. So, William, you were at the press conference yesterday. Who did we, who did we have? Uh, Gavin Thornbury and Andy Friend. It was tough, obviously. Um, like we got off to a fine start. I think everything we trying to try came off. We were getting points. We were, we were winning collisions. And then I think in the takeoff, we done their all right. They got a turnover from the first break. Then they scored going at post and go 16-7. And, and then I think we're just trying to we're trying to make plays happen. We feel the momentum shift, and then, like their their quality sides, they they were very clinical, and they made us pay. So um, every mistake we made, they kind of made us pay. So uh, we've got to learn from that. We've got to be able to deal with it in the, in um, a better a better way. Now Friday evening, short turnaround, Thomond Park, six o'clock. It's it's the real get back on the horse. What do you have to do to get the right result down there? But first of all, get a performance into place that can. Let you access that. Well, first of all, I think we have to get our attitude right. Um, I think obviously the reviews and stuff like that were tough, but we've got to realise that we've got a game in one of the five days next time now. So we've got to get our attitude right. We've got to be ready to go from the from the first whistle. We've got to make sure that probably the mistakes that we made on on Saturday don't don't crop up again. We've got to look at how how to solve things on the fly. Last season it was Colby Fianga that went, and now you've lost uh, Quinn Rue. Uh, on the back of a performance like like Saturday and a defeat, c- can Connacht keep losing players of this quality and hope to compete? Well, it depends on who we bring in, doesn't it? Um, you don't want to lose your better players. Uh, Colby was one of our better players, and Quinn is 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 an international one of our better players. So it's not ideal that we do lose them, but but that's rugby, mate. Um, and what we did when we lost Cole, we brought in Abraham Papali'i and everyone's singing his praises now. So our job is to go and find a, a replacement for Quinn and hopefully in a year's time, everyone's singing his praises. Does it just come down to costings that, that other sides just have more money to spend on on, on players? I, I think that's a reality that, that uh, everyone knows that, you know, we don't have the budget that some others do, but at the end of the day, there was an offer made and, and, and respectfully Quinn's made a decision too. So, um, you know, that's, that's just life. That's rugby. You know, he's at a different stage of his career. He's given an enormous amount to this province. Um, he leaves with our blessing and our respect. You know, we'd love to keep him. Of course we would, but at the end of the day, people make decisions and, uh, um, you know, it, it's it's if we if we threw more money at him, would he stay? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, William. But um, I can tell you that it was a it was a, a lengthy process that we went through and a decision was made at the end. Teams seem to feel a drive-in mall gives them seems at this stage almost a, a free hit against Connacht. They, there's a lot of tries being scored on that. Is that something that can be fixed now, or is that something you're going to have to look at? That's really going to take until next season to to go on top of. But it's it. We know what Munster are going to do. That's that's their stock and trade. They're probably they're even better at it than Leinster. Yeah, well, I mean, the two things that that where we we got hurt on on uh, Saturday night was the breakdown. Uh, we had nine turnovers, whether they were penalties or turnovers, and we and 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 our driving more. 
And as you say correctly, that's exactly what's coming on Saturday night. So can we fix it? Uh, yeah, that's our intention to fix it. Um, you know, part of its attitude, part of it is is technique, but um, we, we need to get it right. Uh, like we've shown this year, we, we can actually defend really well. The last time we, we went up there to Thurman Park, we actually defended them all really, really well. So we have the ability to do that. Um, it's just making sure that uh, that on the night we get it right. Okay, that's some of the highlights from what the lads had to say at the at the press conference. Um, you can get the, the full press conference on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash craggyrugby. William, you, you threw a couple of tough questions at, at Andy there about losing Quinn Roo. But before we go there, I just wanted to get Niall's thoughts on what he thought of um, the Leinster game. And don't, we don't have to spend long on it because there isn't a whole hell of a lot to talk about, I suppose, really. Um, but what did you think now? Oh, just completely overpowered, you know. Um, that's basically the long and short of it, I think. <laughs> just completely overpowered. Everybody knows about the mall, you know, about mall defence and all that's been there. The buzzwords at the minute, but that was it. I it was actually it was just one thing that struck me was that if you can, if you have the the firepower to meet Leinster face on. Uh, I had wondered before this what they what they would be like, and I think we got it's kind of got I kind of got my answer for the La Rochelle game because La Rochelle were able to meet them up, you know, face on, and had the had the beef for that. So um, that was just one thing. But yeah, other part of that, um, yeah, a couple of guys showed up well. I thought Sean O'Brien Jr. again. Um, maybe we shouldn't call him Junior, but uh, yeah, Sean Garrett. Well. Sean Garrett O'Brien, as as we like to call him on the podcast. Okay. Sean G. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was. He was. He was very good again. Um, he's, you know, he's kind of blossomed in the last the last number of games. Um, and outside that, there was a few positives, but very, very little, really. You know. Yes, fully agree. And I think we should leave it at that. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> right, William. As I say, you asked a couple of tough questions of Andy with regard to losing quality players like Quinn Rue because that's a huge loss Quinn Rue like I'm just looking at his stats he's got one of the best winning ratios um, of our tight head second rows the only one who's got a better record than him is actually Ali Muldowney but we've won 55% of the time when Quinn Rue lines out with number 5 on his back it's going to be a hell of a thing to replace him yeah I mean I linked it to the Colby Fianga um, loss at the end of last season um, which, to be fair, was different because it happened when Connacht weren't playing any rugby. We hadn't played any rugby since March, and it, it he he sort of just disappeared. And I don't think we've talked enough about that through the season. We've talked about it in the background, but we haven't really brought it into these conversations. I think that was the start of some of Connacht's problems this season was when he went. Uh, and now to lose... Another player, different slightly again. He's been here seven years. He's played for Ireland 16 times. Um, he's 30. He's had some injuries. So players, you know, a player in that situation is a bit different to, to Colby Fanga. But it's just the, the the feeling that another top quality player has left. And and not all players operate at the same level. There's, you know, the coach's job is to try to get players who aren't as good up to the level of the, your Quinn Ruse. And he was a leader for that side. Uh, he was a physical presence. And, 
yeah, he's going to take a lot of replacing. It's 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 that simple now. It's they've got to try to find somebody. Second row is is quite strong. Um, Gavin Thornbury, Old Delan, Ian Prendergast, Niall Murray, uh, Oshin Dowling. Potentially, we haven't maybe seen enough of him yet. They are decent players, and some of the younger players, and they are improving all the time. Probably because of the fact that maybe they've had the likes of Quinn Roo to teach them. But it's still a big loss around the whole team. He's been captain a number of times, and I think that brought something out in him that maybe Connacht hadn't seen before as to how good a communicator he turned out to be. He's a very quiet man. I've I've interviewed him a couple of times. The first time he was so shy, it was the interview was done and dusted in about two and a half minutes because he just didn't. But as time has passed on, he's had a lot more to say. Uh, and I just think it's disappointing, but I understand Andy's point that it's just rugby and it happens, but it's happened now twice uh, in a row, and the concern must be that at the end of next season, it's a long way away, we could have a similar sort of sort of exodus. It's Irish rugby is in a very difficult financial state, and we're just we just don't know how it's going to level out. Yeah, and and a big part of it for me with regard to attracting players is is the, the quality of our facilities. Like, really, we need to get the pitch sorted out so as that we can get the gym sorted out. Because, you know, having to the gym itself is fine. I think the gym that they have in there is excellent. But having to walk outside to get to your showers, or having to walk outside to do anything in in some cases, is a bit nuts. And they really need to get that new indoor. Er- area built um on the back pitch. Niall, have you got any 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 heard anything about something like that? Because we do need to we can't keep losing players of international quality players like Quinn Roo if we're going to be challenging in any competition. Well the only way you're going to challenge is by having um is by having good players. And uh you know the you know there's Matabask there now to replace him. I mean he's he's very he's there aren't a lot like him out there. I don't. I don't think, and certainly there aren't a lot that are Irish qualified. Although did I hear or see or read that they um, they've been given dispensation to get somebody that isn't Irish, basically, or IQ as they call it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm. You know, uh, we've heard a lot of talk about um, shopping in German discount retailers uh, versus <laughs> other ones, but. <laughs> The the you know I'm sure that Quinru was on a sizable chunk of change in Connacht. Yeah. Um, a player of his quality wouldn't have been here until now, were it not for that. So uh, I'd be I'd be expecting that um, the you know Willie Ruan is you know and and Dave Nusfor and whatever else are going to you know they're going to have to sanction a top class replacement because there are quite a number of great. Uh, young to you know a little a little further on in their career uh, players in Connacht and they need to you know they're going to need to be uh, guided along as well and part of that is coaching obviously and another part of that is to have senior pros beside them plus it won't do them any good if they don't have a big bruiser beside them because they're all I know they're not all the same type of player but none of them are that um, that you know 22 stone or 19 stone, 19 to 22 stone uh, tight head scrummager that we all hear about you know they you know they're out there and small defender so uh that that's paramount yeah. for me I, and i think um 
you know, the money is going to be a big factor in that. It is, it is. But maybe we also need to look at, as you mentioned earlier, Sean O'Brien seems to have blossomed because he's had a, a run of games together. Maybe we need to see a bit more of Niall Murray getting a run of games or Oshin Dowling or we're hearing great things about Kean Prendergast. Maybe it's a chance now to get these guys and, and let them have a run and see. We've, we've nothing to lose. We're not going to go anywhere in this competition, not with that points difference, even after just that one thing. But I, I can't see us going anywhere in this competition. So why not give these guys the opportunity that, that Sean O'Brien has taken and um, see what we get? Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, and uh, and that's fine too. And I think this this time of year will probably suit your, uh, you know, your top of the ground horse as opposed to, you know, um, when it's, when it's mucky and heavy in, in you know in mid November and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I think you you also do need that other guy as not just these these good players that we have, you know. So yeah, someone along the lines of Craig Clark who had a massive impact on the club in the background more so than on the field, um for the injury reasons that he had. But he he brought a huge amount and brought a huge amount of belief, I think. Um to the to the setup, so maybe we can get someone like that in. I don't know where we'd get them from, but there must be someone out there who could fancy living on this part of the the world, beautiful part of the world that it is. Yeah, sure. There's there are bound to be those players out there, um, you know, and um, they're you know in either in either you know New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. Maybe they're in France. Could be English, but the whole point of it is. Um, they're going to have to be got like so yeah. um they're going to have to make the allowances to do it um i suppose part of what i'm getting at here is I, i'm kind of uh, a bit fed up of hearing about shopping in aldi and whatever mm-hmm. else so you know the, these these things are going to have to be sorted out they're going to have to say well we're going to have to spread the cash when they did do it for bundy you know we ended up with a a, a line so there you go exactly exactly so Next item, injury update. We had a couple of players went off the field at the weekend. William, do we have any anything fresh on on um, Jared Butler and Matt Healy? Um, Jared Butler is uh, on his return to play protocols after a HIA failure. That would suggest to me he won't be available for Munster because I don't think you're going to come back in six days. Ulton uh, Delan, who didn't play at the weekend with a an unspecified knock is available. Alex Wooten is available and they're waiting on results of a scan for Matt Healy. Not sure about Jack Carty's situation. Um, it, being a Monday every when all this was announced, they're a day earlier because mm. the medics haven't really looked at players. So it'll really, I, I think we'll know on Thursday when the team is announced. Okay, William. Thoman Park, we had a pretty good game there the last time. Um, very ably led by a certain Mr. Quinn Rue, if I'm right. I think it was his last game for Connacht and will be his last game for Connacht. Um, do you think we're going to be able to repeat that performance and even get a win? I think it's unlikely. Um, I think Munster have made a very good start to this competition and I suspect they are taking it pretty seriously they, they must know in their own minds that if they get three out of three in, in wins one more win will get them a final I don't I, I and I'm sure they're not going to be trying to say that it, it could equate to winning the Pro 14 or or winning a European trophy but they'd like to get something winning is a great habit I keep going on about this most successful sides just win a Connacht don't aren't, aren't in that 
situation. We don't win enough games. We get in position to win games and we don't win them. Munster get into position to win games and they generally somehow get it done. I think it could be a tight enough game. A lot, a lot will depend, I think, on how um, it sets up. And here is what Andy Friend said to our colleague Lindley McKenzie when she asked him about this in the press conference. Um, just you talked after the match um, against Leinster about your physicality and having to be more clinical and more dogged, but Conant aren't exactly the most the biggest team out there. So how do you compensate for that? Yeah, yeah, there's the great saying, isn't it? It's, it's not the size of the the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight and the dog. And and I, I want us to have a bit more fight. I know if you put a 120 kilo man up against a 100 kilo man, the 120 kilo man's probably going to win it. But um, I want that bloke knowing that he's actually been in a fight. So it, to me, it was, uh, I don't, we're not going to become the most physical team overnight, but I want every single collision that we go into to be a maximum collision. And I want them opposition to know that whoever hits them they actually meant it. Um, and that's what I mean by that. You know, we're not going to change what we've got. And we've got strengths in other areas, some really, really positive strengths in other areas. But we play a physical game where, you need to commit yourself physically to it. And that's what I didn't think we got on Saturday night. Has that been, when you talk about Berg Whistler, has, how does he strengthen that? You know, because there is a slight difference between attitude and mentality. So how does he strengthen more that the mentality rather than the attitude? A lot of that's just around player self-awareness. So, you know, as, as we all do as humans, there's moments there where you're just feeling on top of the world and you can do anything. And there's other moments there where something will happen to you whether it be, you know, in normal life, you know, someone said something negative to you, read something that hasn't been right or you didn't have the best sleep. How do you then function on that day? And it's not too dissimilar to what we're doing, you know, what Jack's working with the boys uh, on the rugby field. A referee calls, you know, blows something against you, doesn't go right. You might miss a tackle. You might drop a ball. How are you able to then stay in the zone of being confident, calm and clear around your role and go forward? So, that's what's Jack, that, that, that is what Jack's working on all around those, those mental skills of, of how you perform at your optimum. So um, what are the key, when, you, when you look, you're talk, talking about the breakdown, presumably you've, you've been working on that, obviously, an area this week. How is it going to change or how do you perceive it changing up against Munster? Well, again, it's, it's just around our accuracy and our desire to want to make sure that we protect our ball. Um, and you know against Munster, uh, they're going to send one, two, possibly even three blokes over to protect it. So we're not going to throw more numbers into that. We don't need to. In fact, we just need to be more violent when we get there and make sure that our our desire to keep the ball is greater than their desire to try and win at office. So, and that's it's as simple as it is. It, there's not a massive technical issue. There's not a massive, you know, we don't need to change our game plan. We just need to, when we when we turn up to that breakdown, a we're there quickly enough that that their their jack was a, a null and void. And then secondly, when they try and put a second shove on, we're like a rock. We're not moving. So, to me, that's all attitude, um, and and that's what we got to see on Friday night. As always, good questions from Lindley and some some good answers from Andy as well. Like it's it's looking good for a better attitude because that seemed to disappear very quickly at the weekend. Yeah, big time. Um, they fell away really, really quick. Um, so, uh, but I, I I'm not sure the I'm not sure what they can fix in 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 one week um, at the tail end of the season. To be honest, I but, think I think to, I think to be fair though, Niall. Munster won't ask the same questions that Leinster are capable of asking you. 
they 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 don't play with quite the same uh, technical skill, and they don't have the work rate either. They're very dogged, and, and you know exactly what you're going to do. But Leinster seem to come at you in all different ways. <laughs> you know, the, the, you're just constantly asked questions. So I, I think it's maybe an easier game to, to get access to. That doesn't mean you'll you'll actually uh, come out on the right side of the result. Oh, I agree. I think Munster will revert to type and they'll go uh, power game and it'll be to the corner. I mean, well, sure, if you were going to play Connacht, you know, at the moment, you're not going to try anything any different. Like, why Why would you? Um, uh, with regard to the Leinster thing, it's just, I think individually, the Leinster had so much power, uh, had such a power differential in comparison to Connacht that were able, they were able to commit less to the breakdown. They had quick ball whenever they wanted it, so they could do whatever they wanted. So I think when you meet, if you were able to meet them, and a lot, um, apparently a lot of this is it's an attitude thing as well. When you meet them head on, um, you know, uh, and put yourself where it, it hurts, you know, you're you you'll come back with, you know, a better a better return rate out of out of your collisions. So I think what, that was the thing for me with Leinster; they could just they were able to fling in less bodies than we had at uh, at the Rook. Like some of some of our, um, even our carriers, like made absolutely zero gains when they got the ball. Once they hit contact, they didn't go forward, didn't fall forward once. Um, whereas, and I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think Munster have that dynamic power, but they're, in some ways, I think they're nearly stronger at the breakdown than Leinster. And they can, they can really restrict your ball. So, um, they're frustrating to to watch as well as play against I'd imagine. Yeah, although having said that, they weren't very frustrating to watch last last weekend against Ulster because they played some cracking rugby against Ulster. It was actually a really good game to watch and they, they started to open up a little bit. And I think that's what Andy was alluding to was that they seem to be, if we let them play, they will play. Um, and we need to try and make sure that they, they don't play. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's attitude. I'm looking for attitude this weekend. Um, are you expecting many changes, William? Because Andy seemed to allude to the fact that there was going to be changes made. I think there has to be some changes made. I think some of these guys that came off the bench have got to get a start. I mean, Dominic Robertson, McCoy, um, Abraham Pavali, he might have to start anywhere if Butler's not fit. Um, th- those are two potentials. Just just to see what they can do in a starting scenario, because we've we've seen a lot of both of them off the bench. Um, I think training this week again will be fairly competitive. You'd be you'd be looking for people. He, he said a couple of interesting things there. He talked about putting your head where it hurts, and and attitude. Now he hasn't spoken about that really before. He hasn't alluded to that in press conferences or after games. So I sense there is some frustration there, uh, with more the manner of it's really the performance. The defeat is is one thing, but it's the fact that you know it, it was handed to Leinster on a plate. So he might have to shake it up. They want to finish the season on a high. You don't want to finish the season on a downer because they're only going to have a certain amount of time off. They'll all be trying to get away somewhere. Some will be wanting to travel distances back to where to to their homelands, and I I don't blame them. But they have to come back in here then with a, a new coaching ticket. A lot of changes to that happening in July. It, you know, it, it's it's really odd. But by the time the Lions tour gets to the test stages, which is the twenty fourth and thirty first of July and the seventh of August, Connacht will be back in. 
the new season will have started. It's 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 not as if they're going to have this massive gap, and to come in on the back of defeat after defeat and some pretty poor performances, especially when they started a good one against Ulster. So I'd be fascinated to see what he does with the team in this game and in the next two games. I think it'll be a and the next two games, Bundyaki has to play. Niles, what do you what do you? Like William talked about a couple of possible changes in the forwards. Are you expecting anything in the backs or do we have numbers apart from probably Alex Wooden coming in? Is is, is there anyone else, Jack Carty probably coming back? Yeah, but I, I'd like to see a couple of, you know, not throwing the game away or anything like that, but I'd like to see a couple of fringe uh, players get a game. I'd like to see Warren McNulty start at fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd leave John, you know, possibly put John Porch on the wing then and I just give a couple of your more fringe players a bit of uh, a bit of a go you're able to play them now because I don't understand the game doesn't matter but um, it's you know not for league position or for placings for the Champions Cup or anything like that do you know what I mean so yeah. um, or just like a few guys to get get a bit of game time like that maybe a bit of time for Colin Riley as well let him come on that kind of stuff yeah um, that was that was, yeah. The, that was the name I was looking for that's the one I was actually going to and, and can I throw in it, Johnny Murphy? Johnny Murphy deserves a start. We're not expecting a great result at the weekend, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll always live in hope. Um, so William will have a coach on Thursday. We'll have that audio available to you on Thursday on our Patreon site. And here's William with the results and fixtures from last weekend and the weekend coming. Bye, folks. And on Friday, May the 7th, Zebra 20, Benetton 25, Glasgow Warriors 29, Edinburgh 19, Munster 38, Ulster 10. On Saturday, May the 8th, Scarlets 22, Ospreys 6, Connacht 21, Leinster 50. And on Sunday, May the 9th, Cardiff Blues 17, Dragons 16. Now, looking ahead to the fixtures, and we'll start on Friday, May the 14th, with Munster versus Connacht with a 6pm kickoff. Leinster and Ulster play at 8.15pm. On Saturday, May the 15th, Scarlets versus Cardiff Blues at 3pm, Benetton versus Zebre at 5.15pm, and Edinburgh versus the Glasgow Warriors at 7.35pm. And on Sunday... The Dragons play the Ospreys at 1pm. And finally, Connacht's two remaining games after this weekend have now been announced and confirmed. On Saturday, May the 29th, Benetton will play Connacht with a kickoff time of 5.15pm Irish time. And the following weekend, Friday, June the 4th, Connacht will play the Ospreys at the sports ground with a kickoff time of 6 p.m. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until.